Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with the rocks. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Hello, 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 everybody. I am Lady Stars and Fire. You are listening to Otherland Dreams, and I'm here with Hail Hippie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's just, hello. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm fighting something. The voice is a little deeper than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just couldn't help it. I was like, it's the way you jumped into that, like, okay. <laughs> well... Let's face it, Bear is on a partial merge with me as well. Yeah, I know. So I'm completely aware. All right. Tonight, folks, before um tonight we're gonna be talking about curses. Um, but before we get into that, considering what we're talking about, I just figured it would fit perfectly, considering it happened just before we came before we started the show, more or less. I was at home, I'm getting ready to come over here and start the show. And this spirit, like, pops up in front of me, reminding me, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, it's an old movie, it reminded me of, like, the girl from The Ring, or The Grudge, just the way it looked, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing there, you know, I'm like, why, why are you there, you know, and it disappeared, and I went and I picked up the phone, you know, because for me, dealing with spirit it's just that simple. I'm like, excuse me, what? Why stop? Go away, you know. And um, for me, it was pretty much just that simple. I'm like, why are you here? Stop now. And I went over and I picked up my phone and I'm sitting there chilling for a few more minutes before I'm getting ready to come to do the show tonight. And I look on Facebook of all things and I'm seeing a conversation take place and I'm being brought up in the conversation as the medium on the property. <laughs> Um, a, a person was dealing with more or less their having their first spirit, I guess, pop up a little bit more in solid form, I guess, in a form. And so the conversation was taking place and the person was scared. I'm not going to get into who it was or anything. That's just not my style. I'm not going to throw him under the bus. But, you know, and I, I turned to Facebook and I see, you know, the medium on the property. You might want to ask her about it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I'm already here. So, you know, um, I don't know if that had anything to do with the spirit that, uh, you know, was I, I was pulling up, you know, uh, prior to coming to, because I'm going to go see them tomorrow and help them out. But prior to, you know, doing the show versus the curses and everything else, and just it's coming into October, the veil is thinning. And I know people always have said, as you're coming into Halloween, the veil thins. And they usually look at it more as around Halloween, the veil thins. But that veil has been thinning and thinning and thinning earlier and earlier and earlier. And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just happens to be touching base with the energy right now. And with us going to be talking about curses, it made me think about what tonight's show is about. I mean, there's different levels of curses. Far Far more understanding than you may even comprehend. I mean, than your average Joe Smo witch who wants to learn how to be a witch and trying to throw out curses versus somebody who's very skilled and crafted in the area versus, you know, let's really start looking at things from on the other realm, so to speak, and spirits that are still here and haven't crossed over. And in a form, if they hang out too long without ever crossing over, they don't just become a spirit that's been hanging out. There's definitely a difference between, I mean, let's face it, there's a difference between someone who has crossed over, something that was never from Earth in the first place, you know, and then those that are kind of stuck in the parallel in between. And that actually starts to change things when you look at it, think, because like I said, we were going we're gonna to be talking about curses tonight, but it made my 
It's not that I didn't know this already. It's just I never looked at it from a cursed point of view as spirit that hasn't been able to cross. I guess I have, but I just didn't put it together that way because I know like when I do psychopomp, I know if they stay too long, they eventually aren't nice anymore. They eventually, you know, start to becoming more cold, more lonely, and then they really are wanting to reach over and touch someone. I mean, they really want, you know, attention to be noticed, to be felt, to be understood again because they've been alone for so long, which in a form is becoming a curse that they set on themselves. And if they don't get to cross over, then they stay. And that's also how a whole lot more big problems start to happen on the spiritual realm. But, I mean, I I wanted to bring that up considering, you know, we're coming into the Halloween season, Samhain season, and we're coming into doing a whole month, you know, about Samhain, Halloween, all of that stuff. And while the witchy idea of things and curses and stuff like that, you know, are interesting yet scary to some people, I'm going to state right off the bat, if you are not skilled in an area and you're just willy-nilly out there playing, trying to figure out some shit, we not overly love it when we have to come clean up your messes. Okay? We're not overly thrilled. I know we learn through mistakes, but there's also a difference between just, you know, not believing in what you're doing and then you actually find out, oh my God, this shit is real and... Holy fucking, now I don't know what to do. And I need a real person who knows what the fuck they're doing to come out here and solve my issues. So before I get into curses for the night, I'm going to make sure that I brought all of that up. Along with the fact that, no, I am not teaching you curses. I I will. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to go over a little bit of ideas. Not the curses you want, though. (laughs) I'll teach you how to sling uh, beautiful phrases like rubber nose swamp donkey. (laughs) Or what, what is it? What is it? What is what? You were so mad at me that I didn't use it the other day. We were talking about it when we had it when we were eating it, when we went out to eat. Richards. Oh, ingest a satchel of Richards. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that one day, really. I no, know. you're not. <laughs> it's cute that you keep saying it though. Because I mean to. It's one of those things that you're like, after the fact, you're like, that would have been awesome. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, what I'm trying to get at is You know, it's important for you to know what curses are and to realize that they're real. And, you know, witchcraft as well as just the spiritual realm and things that are larger than you definitely are real. And as you come into that, like I said, because it's that time of the year where people are interested in being scared and interested in that whole Samhain Halloween idea. But they also, if you don't know what you're doing, Please, please watch what you're doing (laughs) so that somebody like me or, you know, doesn't have to come up and clean up after your messes when you've actually created a great big mess. With that being said, I'm going to get into the curses in general. Damn. What? It's a curse. (laughs) Yes, it is. There's a whole lot of other bad words you could say, too. All right. I mean, it is said out there that... I mean, it's said, I don't really know who says it. I mean, I've never heard it said in real life. I've seen it read in a lot of different things in the witchy world or the shamanic world and and stuff along that line. But what I'm trying to get at is the saying goes, any witch worth her weight in salt knows how to curse. Because if you can't curse, then you can't heal. That's right, damn it. What does that mean? Damn it. No, what does that mean? If you can't curse, you can't heal. Well, what is a curse compared to a healing? No, you can't. You're not allowed to ask the question back so that I have to come up with an answer. I asked you a question. (laughs) Simple. I just want to hear how you're going to say what you're going to say. What it means to me. Now, mind you, I don't delve into the witchy world, the hexes and all that jazz. But to me, you know, it's like light and darkness. 
You know, you can't have one without the other. You can't have a curse without a healing. You know, how can you heal? Uh, how can you uh, heal somebody if you can't curse? Because you don't know what the you don't know how to harm. How can you heal? In a form, yes, that's true. But it, it and it is very much true. Exactly what you're saying. But I'm pulling it. I'm trying to make sure I, I say it properly so it makes sense. Because what you are saying is exactly what I mean, but I'm trying to dumb it down in a different level. The whole point is, it's easy to curse. It's not easy to heal. Fuckers. Any, and that's why they say any, any witch, you know, worth their weight in salt already knows how to curse because it's easy to curse, but you're never going to be able to heal if you can't curse. Meaning if you can't even curse, then you're not much of a witch in the first place. You're not much of a spiritual healer in the okay, first place, you wanna, a you shaman wanna, in the first okay, place. You want to dumb it down? Uh, you got to learn to uh, do the uh, crawl before you can walk. And it's easier to do the negatives than it is the positives. It's easier to be I mean, it's easier to be frustrated, upset, and just cast out medley bullshit curses without even knowing that you can. And the more skilled the caster, the harder that this can become if you haven't enlightened and risen into a new higher spiritual authority. Because the ego makes it very easy to be frustrated and throw out curses every which way. Very easily. But in order to actually heal, you have to learn how to pull the source energy into you. You have to learn how to calm yourself. You have There's much more to go with healing than cursing. It's so much easier to curse than it is because it's easier to get attached to our emotions. It's easier to get attached to our emotions, our negativities, our resentments, our frustrations. All of that. And I'm not putting down anybody who does put out a curse, but at the same time, for anybody who does listen to this, especially somebody, someone like Hell Hippie, who does not get into all of the witchcrafty things, he needs to know if a curse is sent to him how to break it. That's simple. Yeah, I know it's simple. But what I'm saying is, is you know, that information goes both ways. Right. It's it's viable information for not just a caster, but just to be flat out a breaker. Right. So, I mean, what is a curse anyway? A curse is an expressed wish <laughs> that a form of adversity or misfortune will befall or attached to one or more persons, places, objects, things. Okay? What are you doing? It just sounded like you were stirring tea. And I don't even know where tea was coming from because in my mind I'm going, you don't have tea. <laughs> Don't don't try to direct the people behind the curtain. You know what happens in the Wizard of Oz when that shit went down. I know, but in my mind, I was like, uh, uh huh. You know, okay. Anyway, back to where I was. You know what I'm dealing with at the moment. Okay, exactly. So that's why I was like, huh? Okay, but anyway, um, okay. So it's it's a it's a wish. It's a form of adversity, misfortune that you will. To befall on on a person, to attach to a person, a person, place, or a thing. It is an idea of a supernatural or spiritual power that often we think of that God's casted, a spirit casted, natural forces, or obviously a spell, magic, and a witchcraft person. Someone who does this form. And then when in this case, it would be considered a spell that has been cast on you and often seen as a hex or a jinx. And to a level, this has very important information because, like I said, there's definitely a difference between someone who has skills in the witchcrafting area, someone who is skilled as a medium and deals with spirit on a higher realm, also has picked up the witchcrafting energy versus somebody who's just 
and I don't even mean to put anybody down, but I'm just being blunt. If you've seen like the movie The Craft and you thought that that was some cool shit and you're out there, let me try this shit. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. This is the stuff I'm talking about. There's definitely a difference between casting curses, spells, and stuff along that line than somebody who's actually a true caster and true, truly has power and capable of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is also what I'm getting at. There's definitely a difference between a caster because you have to have the power to cast it. If you were just trying to cast out some crap and don't really know what you're talking about, I'm going to be honest with you. Most likely it's a weak spell because you, unfortunately, most likely are weak within your spiritual maturity. That does not mean that you can't grow into spiritual maturity. And I'm not saying that I, I condole sending out curses because, like I said, I look at it more of a lower vibrational, egotistical thing to do. But I'm not going to deny as human beings, we have emotions and especially higher vibrational beings are easily able to cast out curses and spells very easily without even acknowledging or getting into the spell itself. There is definitely what we call the caster of the spell. But in order to get rid of a spell, you need to be a breaker or a dispeller more or less. And this is meaning a lot of times, depending on the situation that caused the curse or the hex or the jinx, then a lot of times you will have to do prayers and rituals just as you did to create the curse. But again, this goes back to being how powerful and how strong was the caster versus the dispeller or the breaker. Because if the breaker is just as powerful, you can shut that shit down just as quick as it came. But if you're also not as powerful and you're up against something that's way more powerful than you, yeah, you're going to have to go into the whole ritual thing, the prayer thing, and all of this other. But a lot of this has to do with your mindset. Because like I said, this has to do with being a higher vibrational understanding. It is very important for you to understand and acknowledge that curses, you know, <laughs> can be made by anyone. It doesn't have to be a witch. Now, like I said, higher vibrational beings can easily do it if they're in an egotistical place. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you should discredit the witchcraft of being able to do things. Witchcraft has its positive points. It absolutely has its positive points. I mean, it can definitely bring in positive energy. People look at the witchcraft, you know, in the way of healing often. But it has, it's just like anybody else in there, in, in the world. I mean, there are positives and there are negatives. And witchcraft itself is not positive or negative. It all depends on the caster, on if they are a positive or negative, as well as if the breaker is a positive or a negative. So I'm not going to get into any baneful magic because that's not what I'm about. But I want you to acknowledge, yeah, that does exist. And it can definitely be done. Oh, yeah. If I get down to the purpose, like I said, curses are easily done. They're, you can very easily throw out some curses, whether they're rituals, whether they're spells, whether they're ones that you've... I mean, I, I, I hate to say it. I know so many new people on their path. And this doesn't just go for curses. This goes for spells in general. Who will be like pulling spells off of Pinterest. <laughs> okay? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean... I, I, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. You have new people who are coming in and starting to awaken and and I will and I'll be very honest with you. I'm uh, I'm very fucking good at being a caster and a breaker, but I'm very fucking good at it because when I first woke up, I literally was scared out of my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, I woke up in a very negative way, and then all of a sudden, all every horror dream, every horror, horror movie that I ever had, you know, like my medium energy came back and, oh, look, they're all right here in front of me every fucking day freaking me the fuck out. 
So I got really good at casting protection, which actually is in some, I even put some on myself. I mean, like I was talking to Cheryl at the Grove of Bright Blessings today and I was like, you know, I have a specific spell that still works to this day and it probably will keep maturing and growing because in my fear, when I first came into it, my ignorance didn't know no better, but didn't realize the power that I had. And I casted a spell that makes me see people specific ways. And I used a harpy as the situation. Not realizing, actually, that Harpy has a very strong, powerful, close identification in some levels to Lilith, which has tied me to her now. Mm. And I did not realize that's why I don't really have a problem with Lilith, but I didn't actually ask of her. So I don't owe her anything. She just is there in my life a lot. And for that, I'm lucky because I'm not indebted to her. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is, is, I mean, I casted a spell that makes myself see people a certain way. I'm like, that will literally, like, if you look at the idea of the movie, The Matrix, mm-hmm. you know, and how, like, it will glitch, you know, from time to time in the movie, and they would, you're starting to see the real world. Uh... The idea that happens. Well, my point is, is, is this, the spell that I had casted on myself. I have a glitch that happens to people when I can see the negativity in them. And it's not a negativity when they're actually having an attachment that's causing them to be a specific way. And I happen to have a glitch that happens in their face. And that's part of the spell I set on myself. And it's a good thing because it's a good free warning. But I'm never going to end up getting rid of that now. I'm always going to see that. Right. Because I also cast it, I don't know how I can break my own in a form. This is what I'm trying to say. The caster has to be strong enough to be able to make it grow and mature and strengthen over time. If that caster doesn't have that kind of power for what they are trying to curse or even spell, for whatever the spell would be, you know, in that form, then it's going to fizzle out and just run its course. But if it's truly a curse, a curse is meant to stay, stick around, grow, and mature. Right. Well, I mean, as the caster, I have to outpower my casting to break it Mm -hmm. on my own self. And this is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, there are very... People will go after the idea as they're maturing and growing and awakening to this and may find themselves in the position that I was in, in a fearful position, you know, and go after different protective things or this or that. And then in the egotistical way, then, well, now let me get attached to, you know, the curses or the money spells or this or that. And to each their own, I'm not here to judge you. But what I'm saying is, is if you're pulling it off Pinterest, you're not really mature enough to know what you're growing and what you're casting because the way I always look at it is a true spell is casted by the caster, not something that you read. Right. Not something that you picked up or you learned from something else. I explain all the time. I mean, when you use actual ritual spells, when you actually use ritual spells instead of just being a person who is able to cast it, then you need to be able to understand what your connection is to what you're using for the casting. I mean, I'll use an example. If you just threw this, this, and this in, and you're reading, well, according to metaphysical properties, it would mean that it is this, this, and this. So, yes, they'll go together. But what is your spiritual connection to this, this, and this. Right. Like I say all the time, lavender for me is protective, but it's a healer first. The healer breaks the protecting protective because the healer gets rid of everything. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to use it, you know, as love, <laughs> it's just not going to fucking work. 
You know what I'm saying? The idea is for you to understand what you are putting in your spells and what what you're bringing together. If you use crystals, if you're using uh, resin and you're burning incense, you know, and you're maybe mixing the herbs on top of it and doing your spells in such a way, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, man, know your shit. Right. Don't be mixing shit up and trying to conjure shit without having any fucking clue about what you're doing, whether it's a curse, a spell, or just conjuring. I mean, at least know what your attachment is. Your, not attachment, but your, what what that herb, that, that item means to you. Because if you're just taking some shit you found off of Pinterest, Lord of mercy, who knows what you're going to get. Because you're just taking someone else's spell. It was meant for them. They knew what they were doing. You, on the other hand, may not. Right. So then it brings us back down to curses that are very simple and easy. <laughs> and people do these all the time, and you don't have to be a witch in any way, shape, or form. I mean, people spit on the ground. This is a form of disrespect. This is a form of, along with that disrespect, you're sending that negativity to them. Mm-hmm. You know, spitting on a person, spitting on the ground, spitting on their property. Like I said, I'm not condoling it, but I am going to send it. I'll give you the easy ones, and the rest of them, that's up to you and your own lifestyle. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, unless you're Sicilian, you already know this one. Right. I mean, and then you're, there's the evil eye. The evil eye, aisle, the evil eye, you know, really is based out of jealousy. I mean, come on, everybody's giving somebody a stink eye from time to time. But if you're really, okay, what I'm trying to say is like a person like myself, I can easily send all kinds of negativity to you just because I'm pissed the fuck off. And I have to learn how to mature and soulfully act right because I may accidentally send it to you and then I'm going, what the fuck did I do? And that was in my own emotional distraught energy that I sent the curse out. And now your karma's fucked up. (laughs) Exactly. So this is what I'm trying to say. Depending on what you're, what on, on your level of what you're sending out, you're, it, it, there's always the threefold theory, and there's always those people who want to be out, who who come out saying there is no threefold theory. Well, when it starts hitting you, we'll have that talk, <laughs> okay? When it starts coming back and having karma and hitting you, we'll have that talk, and then we'll talk about how there's no fucking threefold theory. Period. I mean, there's the verbal cursing, there's the thoughts, and then there's the written. I mean, you can write them, you can burn them, you can write them, you can freeze them, you can you can verbally say them, you can cast them with the rhyming. I mean, and then there's just the thoughts. There are so many different ways of doing it. And then obviously there's that long form curse. And the long form curse can take up to days. Usually you have to go shopping for the elements that you need for it. It's about doing everything that you're trying to get together. There's the tag locks that go with it. And if you don't want know what tag locks is, this is the things that connect it to the person directly. Like I do witch balls. I used to make witch balls and and sell them, and I've stopped selling them. But I left them open so that you could add your own hair, your own hair, your own blood, your own DNA in any form. And it was a protective energy for the house. And if the witch ball broke, that's because something went wrong. That was saying something was in the house and the witch ball was doing its job. I left it open for that. These are tag locks. Mm. Where you add in your hair, your toenails, saliva, photos, something that is attaching it directly to you, whether it's a protective energy or a curse, tag locks you put into a, a, a spell, like I said, in a curse, and sometimes they can take long days. I mean, there are spells that take, you know, days and weeks to do. So there are curses that are going to do just as much. But in honesty, unless you are a fucking badass, powerful motherfucker. Doing those long, long form curses, they're just as powerful as the quick and easy ones. What I'm trying to get at is, unless, unless you have definitely come into, like I said, and it sounds so childish and it's so stupid, but you know how easy it is when somebody sends their negativity to you 
If you believe in yourself, you believe in your power, you stand in your power, and you're able to just throw the damn nursery rhyme back at them and break their fucking hex. I mean, I'm rubber, you're glue. What bounces off of me, it sticks to you. <laughs> and you know how easy that is for a childhood nursery rhyme? And... Let's think about this. That goes all the way back through time, childhood nursery rhymes. And we've been teaching our children witchcraft, even though we didn't know it. We're teaching our children how to have the power, even though we didn't know it. The problem is we lost belief in our power. And for those of us who have come back into our power, we know what we're casting. So when somebody sends you a curse and it's not a very powerful one, all you need is a nursery rhyme to say, I shut your shit down. Go back. Shut up. <laughs> Take a big old fat glass of shut the fuck up and see you later. But then again, I mean, there are those who are, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the most powerful thing out there. There are people out there who are more powerful than me. And, you know, and if they sent that to me, that doesn't mean that I could break it. It doesn't mean I couldn't. It depends on if, as a breaker, I'm stronger than the caster. Otherwise, I got to pull the whole ritual thing and the whole prayer thing and, and go into a whole nother level of stuff. So it really truly comes down to, do you know your power? Do you know your worth? And have you really stepped into the essence of spirit? And the realms, so to speak, of those higher dimensional realms. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Exactly. The power is the strength of the curse. Without having a caster that has strength, the curse means nothing. It all depends on how strong that is. You all have heard me say got lightning a million times. This is what I'm talking about. Because if you have lightning, if you're connected to the conductor, which actually brings the spiritual energy to you, then you're starting to come into that power. This is the level of mental capacity, spiritual connection, active energy, belief, and maturity, and tapping into it all. It's are you are you tapped in and turned on to the actual truth? Because if you're not, then you don't have the power behind the curse. And therefore, it will fizzle out. If you're someone who does, whether you're the breaker or the caster, then you'll have more power to strengthen it. This is why I say a curse technically is a lower vibrational energy. Even though it can grow and sustain into something strong, it still is a lower vibration. It just may be a lower vibration than you are at your highest vibration because you haven't matured yet into a high vibration. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. All right. With that being said, let me get out of this and get into the next piece of information that I had because I want you to understand it's even said that, okay, uh, we follow all kinds of different religions and thoughts here. All right. So with that being said, if you get into the Bible, into biblical information, even God is said to have cursed. This just is a, what I'm trying to get at. Just ask Job. <laughs> I mean, yes, just ask Job. <laughs> uh, that's it. There is no logic. Just boom. Right. I mean, I'm pulling up a piece of information that's saying, you know, pulling up a little piece of info in here and and I when I when I, I don't want to put anybody down so I, I even though I'm talking about biblical information some people look at it as God some people look at it as source some people look at it as universal man what you believe is your belief my point is if you were trying to cast this is why I always say when I do my readings and um and, I, and I'm doing actual work with people I'm like the four is the universal energy for me. It is the four elements, the four directions. The four is something that is bigger than you and then cannot be changed. So it's a form of source energy. You must work with the flow of the four. Well, if the idea of what I'm saying when I speak of this and I say the four is source energy, is the universal energy, is God's energy, 
Well, yeah. If God casted a spell, it's not like I'm going to walk up in there and be like, and I said, shut that shit down. No, his ass is way more powerful than me. This is what I'm trying to get at. There are always forces on other realms. Some are more powerful than you. Some are not. This is where you come into your guides, your spirit guides, as well as, you know, your angels or your gods and goddesses, God itself, source energy. There's definitely a difference here on the level of the caster. If God was casting it, good luck trying to break that shit. Yeah. I mean, he was known to curse the serpent. He was known to curse Earth. He was known to curse Cain. Um, the he uh in the Hebrew Bible as well, there was a curse against any transgressors. Trans, how I can't get that out of my mouth right. Transgressors. Thank you. You know, um, trying to go against the law of of you know of what was being said and taught. It was the plagues of Egypt, the Ten Commandments. You know, all of these had to do with, you know, if you got in the way of them at the time, the idea was the cursing would be set on you. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to state, this isn't just saying only negative people cast curses. Even God was supposed to have. Yeah, his curses were just so big they were considered plagues. Right. This is what I'm saying. The level of the caster will be the level of the strength. And some people have no strength next to other people. And that is a fact. Aye. Then you have the idea that it was known in popular belief throughout, you know, all of the world, the curses on the, uh, the curses from Egypt. For the mummified corpses or the mummies themselves. And if they were disturbed, I mean, to this day, they still speak about the one who found uh, uh, King Tut and all of them recently, not recently, but had, had, hadn't lived too much longer after that. And they wanted to chalk it up off to different ideas of the curses. Back in that time, magic was a part of their everyday thing life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was for crying out loud in the tombs, they put it on the wall. So, I mean, this was a different kind of caster than what we are. There's a whole goddamn civilization that believed in it. Mm-hmm. You know, they believed in their paintings. They believed in their gods, that gods, they believed in their curses that to this day, we're still not capable of doing or understanding. I mean, we can't mummify something the way that they did. We're not as intelligent as they were. Not with their things because we don't understand. We still have trouble understanding their languages. Why are you looking at me like that? There's so much there that could be corrected and I just don't have the energy. Good. I don't want you to. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) It's all good. But mummification can absolutely be uh it can replicated. It can be replicated. And you said it couldn't. But could it be to the same level? Is what I'm saying. Yes, we have the technology. Now I'm gonna have to go home and Google. Because then I'll believe it's the same level. I believe that they don't think that they're quite as good as mummies were. They are amazed about their way of uh, knowing what plants and herbs were needed in order to make uh, the mummification happen. Their understanding of the biology, that that they could go up the nose with a hook and remove the brain piece by piece. But could could we do that? (laughs) Give me a hook. I don't mean for you, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying in today's society, they understand that this was the theory. I'm saying, have they really understood how to do it. Yes, they understand the mummification process. I'm not saying the process. I'm saying what I'm trying to say is, is there's a difference between understanding the process and actually let me have a cadaver here and let me do it to prove a fucking point. Now, I cannot speak as to if anyone has done that, but they're, uh, they're understanding the modern understanding of every step that is needed in the mummification process. It could be replicated. Now, whether or not someone has done it, I can't say. I don't have that information. 
I would like to think nobody was uh, has would like to desecrate a corpse by sticking a hook up their nose and removing their brain one piece at a time. I'm not saying that I want it done. I'm and just saying the, I don't think it's been done. No, you said it couldn't be done. I don't That's think it's been I, done, which means that they don't they can't do it yet because they they understand the process. Now doing it is another thing. That doesn't mean they can't do it. That just means they realize how barbaric a practice it actually is. And they decide not to stuff their or uh, people's organs in little jars. Okay, what I'm trying to get at, and I agree with you, and I don't want them to do that. But what I'm trying to say is, until they actually do such a horrible thing, that's theory. You could get in there to do that and start doing that and be like, what the fuck have I done? And messed all the fuck up. Now, I don't want them to go out and do that. I don't want anybody to have to go through that. I don't want anybody's family member to have to go through that. But what I'm saying is, is unless it's been done by somebody of now, then it's a theory of exactly how to do it. Because until you fucked up and learned how to do it right, it's a theory. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I could go out and dissect a dog right now. All right, I'm done. Doesn't mean I'm going to. <laughs> I'm just saying, scientific people do weird scientific shit. Everybody does weird scientific shit. Yes. All right. Uh, moving forward. Uh, on the 29th was the last update from Solar Ham talking about a uh, high-speed solar wind stream that reached Earth on the 27th and continued to create G, uh, G1 Maya... Uh, Minor geomagnetic storming. Uh, the uh, solar speed winds got up to 700 kilometer, uh, kilometers per second, uh, allowing KP indices of reaching uh, five and even six at uh, a couple of points. So those uh, aurora watchers in uh, up in the Arctic Circle and in, uh, in Canada, if you guys were looking up, you might have saw something because the KP has now dropped. Uh, Return to uh, lower levels to where it's no longer considered to be geomagnetic storming. I have to go back for just one second. There was something I wanted to say before I get into astrology. Well, you were done, right? Yeah. I'm just making sure I wasn't interrupting you. Because as I was turning off my uh, all the information that I hear, had here, I wanted to uh, speak about the fact that we speak of curses too, but we kind of forgot to touch base on the fact that objects and places are cursed. And sometimes their energy is just as grows just as maturely. I mean, mm -hmm. just as maturely and into horrible, terrible things like insane asylums. Yeah. I've been, I know you have a story about it. I've been to a couple of them. Yeah. I mean, and you definitely, and I know for a fact you had, you know, your own share of energy you've had to deal with with them uh-huh i'm not saying that you even want to go there i'm just saying no nah, I've, I've done it a couple of times I, i'm kind of over that whole scene but that's what i'm saying is is hell happy knows i don't personally like to go you have those people out there who who are like the ghost chasers mm -hmm. you know and will go to you know, let me let me go after the ghost chasing and let me be the medium there that's going to tell you what's going on. Personally, I don't like to. It's not that I'm scared, but I tend to pick them up way too easy. And then I get stuck with them in a psycho pump and and I'm fighting with them. And I just I, I put it this way. I have a bad habit of picking up the energy from home when I have friends who are doing it. I don't have to be there in order to pick up the energy a lot. So I'm taking part without even wanting to take part. and Stop picking up strays. Yeah, I don't even mean to. I'm just like, yo, so-and-so, freaking, you know, so-and-so-and-so, -and -so, we're dead, and this one did it, and da-da-da-da-da. And they're like, how the fuck did you know? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm picking it up through you. Thanks, I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you know? So could you fucking fix that, you know? I, I get that from time to time off of, you know, many different people and places and things. And, I mean, I've been to places before where, you know, I've just seen from way back in the past, you know, that the energy has become a cursed energy because, like, so many people died there or were hung there or this or that. I mean, I had a client not too long ago that I almost had to go to Texas for to help out because she happened to have, you know, it was a necklace given to her by someone else and it happened to have you know, a very bad curse and negative energy on it. And I was like, all right, this is what you're going to have to do. You know, and I had to walk her through it. I was like, please do not make me have to come all the way to Texas. Right. 
listen to what I'm saying, do this, this, and this, and follow it to a T, you know, and do exactly what I said, because, you know, that energy was causing problems for their child and stuff in the house. So, I mean, there's definitely energies that connect that are not just with the person or a curse sent on a person. It can also be places and it can also be objects. And you need to be aware of that because so many people like to buy things from thrift stores and everything else. And you don't necessarily know if you're coming home with something that's cursed. And this is one of the reasons why witches out there like to tell you if you do pick up things, you know, leave that shit outside for a week or so. Mm -hmm. Make sure that it's actually been cleansed properly before you try to bring it into your house and See if it's all good. <laughs> yeah, let the sunshine do its work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just wanted to throw that out because as I was shutting this down, I was like, I didn't even talk about that. All right, with that being said, let me jump into astrology here. Now, on the third, you have Saturn, which is going direct. Everybody has been, not Saturn, Pluto, which will be going direct. Everybody who has anything to do with astrology interested in astrology, all these people are talking about, you know, Pluto is about to go direct. And that's important, but it's not that important. What it is, but it isn't. Let me explain. So, uh, Pluto is the only planet when it is in retrograde. It's technically not a planet anymore. You know what? <laughs> okay, anyway. It's the only one that when it's retrograde, direct. I mean, direct, retrograde, and direct again. It didn't actually turn inward. It doesn't only start communicating with you. Because Pluto never stops communicating with you. With Pluto going direct, what that really means is it's going to quit whipping your ass. Which is a good thing. I mean, Pluto's death, decay, and destruction for renewal, rebirth, and regeneration. It is resurrection. It is change. In Capricorn, it is talking to us of, you know, setting foundations that last lifetimes, major shift changes that change lifetimes of events. And with Saturn going direct, because it went direct just a little bit ago, it's still in shadow. Well, so will Pluto be. So truthfully, as I was putting in this week's healing messages, they're both going to be turned now into a direct position but they're both kind of looking at the stain what hasn't been able to be cleansed what hasn't been able to be healed fixed changed saturday is all about rules walls and boundaries so it's looking at your outer community and what rules walls and boundaries need to change to help set life times of change to come forward but right now it's looking at the darker aspects before it really truly matures and starts to go forward in life it's going to take a little bit of time to finish working through that as saturn is coming closer to pluto and pluto is going direct even though it's in shadow it's going to start settling down pluto is like you know the father that's been giving you shit because you're not listening and finally just gave the fuck up it's like i'm done telling you how to live your life i'm done trying to fix this i'm done trying to fix you i'm done trying to tell you this either you got the memo or you didn't and you listen or you don't. So either the corrections have already been programmed into your head as to what needs to be done. Now it's up to Saturn to actually start directing it. But it's still picking, up, picking away at the stains of what you haven't learned. So that it can actually go, all right, let me put this in proper place. Let me, let me push this over here just a little bit further. Let me, let me tweak this and turn this and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, now we're in proper position and we'll start moving forward. It's looking at those last-minute details of what it has to do to make those rules, walls, and boundaries positive, shifted, and changed to be able to start moving you direct. But not just direct. Like I said, for lifetimes of change. This is not about you. This is about, on a soulful earthly level, the maturity of the planet taking a shift and change. 
Mm-hmm. This is only your little part in it that you are feeling. Okay, because this is something major powerful that is happening. Now, with that being said, everybody's going on and on and on about that. Like, that's the most important thing this week. Now, this is going to take, you know, another couple years, truly, to work its way through all of this. You're only going through a moment of it. It's like a blink in truth. This is a blink of the eye for, like, the source energy of what's shifting and changing. It may be dramatic and drastic in your life, but you're only going through a blink of this power at the time. What's going on this week on a personal level brings us all the way back to the fact nobody is talking about Mercury is moving into Scorpio. Mercury moves into Scorpio the same day that Pluto goes direct on the 3rd. Now, understand, on Halloween, Mercury goes retrograde. Mercury is your communication system. It is your brain activity. It is how you communicate, think, and act because of the way you think. It is also how you communicate with the world around you as well as yourself. And I'm saying that because on Halloween, it goes, di- it goes retrograde in Scorpio approximately around the 14th when we have this full moon, it's actually going to go into shadow. So you're going to be acknowledging this month, Mercury is going to go from let me be sensitive to let me be incredibly fucking sensitive and kind of only looking at the darker aspects. Here's the full moon coming in. And then I got to work all my way all the way until Halloween. So Mercury is definitely doing the same shit that Saturn's doing in the way of communication and asking you where the communication is off because you're only acknowledging the darker aspects. This is about keeping your mind in a positive outlook so that you're not allowing yourself to be torn down with the communication that's going to come in because on the 8th, which is actually the last day of this week as we come into next week, which would be Tuesday, the way that I do it, usually from Monday to Monday. The 8th is when Venus moves into Mercury. Not Mercury. Venus moves into Scorpio as well. This month, until the 23rd, technically you're in Libra season, but I don't give a damn. You are more or less all Scorpio. Scorpio is talking to the relationships and what the responsibilities are. They're talking to the communication of the responsibilities in these relationships. And is there joint efforts, joint finances, joint resources? Is it in balance and is it just? You know, is there harmony there? Is there justice there? Is things fair within these relationships? Because Scorpio is going to pick the fuck out of it. And it's doing it to make sure that you have to stand in your power. It's either going to make you or break you. Plain and simple. Because you're going to have the sun that's going to come in at the end of the month. And I'll get back for that as we get closer to the end of the month. You also have Haumea and the sun and Merc... I mean... On the 4th, you have Mars moving into Libra. So this week you have the Sun and Mars, Haumea, and Make Make. I had to think about which one it was. Um, All in Libra. This is the relationships themselves. This is your very collective consciousness illuminating the warrior inside, where the warrior meets the inner belly dancer. You know what that means? Confidence. This means, are you confident in who you are? Are you confident in your own skin? Are you comfortable in your own skin? How do you feel about yourself? And the warrior can't be the warrior, the inner SWAT team, passion, action, aggression, if it's not comfortable enough with even being the belly dancer for you. It's about finding a new way of coming into self-power, but this is all about mirroring. This is your relationships showing you because they're in opposition with Chiron, which is in Aries, which is also what your full moon is going to be that's coming up. This whole time, this energy is going, what about these relationships? Do I still feel like I'm in a fucking swamp? Because... You got to understand the lotus flower grows from in the swamp. It's one of the 
more highly spiritual elevated images that we use. And this is because it grows from the swamp. It must break through all the nastiness, start to rise and elevate into the frothiness where it can see both above and below. And then it must continue to grow. And Spirit always says to me for this whole month is, why aren't you smelling the lotus flower instead of sifting through the swamp? This is about truly not pointing fingers at the relationship, but where Chiron, the wounded healer in the first house of Aries, self-awareness, self-identification, self-image, is all asking you, plain and simply, where where is the image of the relationship mirroring back to you what you are not seeing in your own self-awareness? Because the relationship is one of two things. Either the relationship is completely, well, one of three things. Either you're in a good place and your relationships are great, and if so, thank you, have a nice day. If not, then you're probably having some pretty shitty relationships, and it's one of two reasons. Either the relationships are shitty because you need to take a good self-dose of looking at yourself and realizing what Chiron is trying to tell you you have not healed, which is standing in the way of allowing both Mars and Saturn and Pluto enable to start to set new boundaries. Because you're standing in your own way, pointing fingers at the relationship, and it's time for you to mirror the truth and see what you have to do. Because the relationship isn't about the two of you, it's about you. Or because you started to see your truth and you're realizing the relationship's not good for you. It's one of three things. Either you've got a glorious relationship and you've already worked through all that, or it's one of the other two. And a big part of that is going to come from Scorpio pointing out to you this month what the rules are in these relationships. Are they joint efforts, joint finances, joint resources? Are they fair? Are they just? What is your freaking part in these relationships? And are you aware of your own part? Are you taking part in the part that you're supposed to be taking part in? This is basically everything that they are trying to say to you. You're going to be noticing this all month. And that universal fifth house, which is Virgo, and the universal fifth house, which is Virgo, we have Yura. Yura or Jura? Yura. I swear to God, I never know when I'm in front of him. (laughs) When I'm not in front of you, I don't really care. (laughs) Um, It's sacrifice and commitment. So in, the fifth, so in that sixth house, it's asking you right off the bat, your daily mundane ta- tasks, your routines, <clears throat> the people, the places, and the things that are in your life, their energy that you consume from the time you wake up till the time you go to bed, your working environment, your friends, your routines, your health, your diet. Are you working for yourself in healthy ways or are you consuming energies that are working against you? All of this brings you right back to tapping into your inner emotional security, your creativity, which is your solar plexus and your sacral chakra. If these two are both being illuminated, strengthened and healthy, then you're moving into a healthy direction right now because that's what this energy is about, rerouting the truth of them so that you're finding your power, you're finding your security, you're finding your inner emotional trust and confidence in yourself. And with that, then you're going to start to grow forward. This has nothing to do about the relationship. The relationship only is there to make sure you learn the lesson. With that being said, I love you guys. And if you're interested, please check out my YouTube channel because I do Zodiac readings, both in tarot and in astrology for everyone, every single sign for the month. And you can always check out the uh, weekly healing messages. Or if you want me directly, look me up at ladystarsandfire.com. There you go. Bye, guys. May all your journeys be safe ones.
Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred?